Here's what's coming up on today's show. But yeah, you can go and like plan your whole route. And actually in Minnesota, this area is used probably uh, for usage. People are figuring out that they can do this. You flip on this roadless area. That's crazy. I almost didn't want to do this interview, Ben. And I'll tell you why. Broadcasting from the Mid-Migration Outfitter Studios, this is the Finding Fur and Feathers Hunting Podcast. How much direction are you getting from the governor? Minnesota DNR had reintroduced him into this area. I don't know, maybe you didn't want me to tell the story on the show, but I'm going to tell it anyway. I I knew you were going to go there. I'm going to close the entire hunting season. Oh, really? The Finding Fur and Feathers Hunting Podcast is brought to you by Onyx. Know where you stand with Onyx. Today's show is brought to you by Haybale Heights on Devil's Lake. Visit haybaleheights.com for more. By Tazan Lake Lodge in northwest Saskatchewan. For trophy lake trout northern pike, go to tazanlake.com. And by Lake of the Woods Tourism. Plan your trip to Lake of the Woods at lakeofthewoodsmn.com. All right, welcome to this week's show. I'm Brett Amundsen, and we're pretty excited. We've got some big news to announce this week. And to tell us all about it, we got Ben Bredigan on the show here. Ben, how's it going? I'm doing great. I'm, I'm excited to be back in the great white north and uh, excited to be talking with you. Yeah, uh, as am I. And we'll get to all of that, of why you're back up here in the old great white north and in, in the land of Minnesota, where you've been and all of that. But let's just start right at the top with the headline. We've got a new title sponsor for uh, Finding Fur and Feathers, Finding Fins, and of course, Sporting Journal Radio, the, uh, the, the flagship, if you will, of all of this. Uh, on X. And uh, I, I couldn't be happier about it. So I know you were, you and I have been talking about this for a while. So thank you very much. Yeah, it was, a, you know, it's a great fit for us. Um, just really trying to break into the Midwest. And, and uh, it's not just a, a Western big game app where it started. It's really, you know, made its way east. And I mean, we talked about it before just over email. It's like, I, I don't know how I'd live without it hunting anymore. So, yeah. It's, uh, for sure. I, I was going to say, you know, I, I guide waterfowl and, uh, I remember the first time, uh, gosh, it's gotta be five years ago or, or so, something like that at least. And we were driving around and we ended up getting into a County that we didn't have a plat book for. And there was a field there just loaded with geese. And we, you know, we were just kind of, you know, following gravel and didn't even realize that we'd gone into a different County at that point. So we're, you know, we're going through the plat book, like, geez, who owns that property? Who owns that property? And I'm like, hey, wait a minute. I've heard about this app. So we downloaded the Onyx app. And I mean, within minutes, not even minutes, probably I had the name of the landowner for that property. And, um, you know, and then we looked up the guy's phone number and and we found out, I don't think we actually hunted that, hunted that piece, but we found out who the landowner was uh, pretty quick. So that, I mean, ever since then, that, that app has been a part of my phone. Yeah, exactly. And it, it's just nice. You can look up, you know, if you're out in North Dakota or whatever. And a lot of the times that somebody owns a piece of property and they might live in Fargo or Grand Forks and you're out, you know, Western North Dakota. So you can go and look on there like, oh, they live at so-and-so Fargo, North Dakota. So uh, really handy. And then not to mention all the public and public land too, all the walk-in areas, WMAs, all the BLM land. It's, it's fantastic. So uh, it's a great way. I waste a lot of time at work. Well, it's, I guess it's considered work now. So <laughs> that's, that's right. just perusing Onyx. So 
Well, that's just, I mean, uh, when it comes to pheasant hunting, even here in Western Minnesota, that's become, um, we're giving away my secrets here now, Ben. I don't want everybody come showing up at the public lands that I hunt for pheasants, but it helps you find that public land uh, so much quicker and so much easier, especially if you're going into a new area. You can kind of, I'll pull up on X, I'll look for those those public WMA pieces and, uh, and, and say, oh, that looks like a pretty good piece. I'm going to go try to walk that today and see if I can't find some birds in there. So, so many different aspects. And I, and I don't hunt, you know, out West very often. I, you and I have both hunted North Dakota and it's been helpful in North Dakota too, but I can imagine being out there, uh, you know, walking through the mountains or some of that, that big, the big tracks of public lands on the, out there and just how important it is to, to know where you stand. Huh? Yeah, I mean, especially out there where there's so many land access issues and it's like corner crossing, you can't go kitty corner to a property and it's just um, arbitrary land, lines just drawn in the middle of a mountain. And, and you know, you heard the, hear the story a thousand times of somebody out there and they ended up, you know, way on somebody's property. So this just gives you the ability to you know, to always know where you're on and make sure you're staying legal. So it also, you know, it gives you no excuses as well for yeah. being on somebody's property. That's so. right. Well, you know, nobody yeah. wants to, tre- well, I shouldn't say nobody wants to trespass. I think g- yeah. in general, most hunters don't want to trespass, but it gets, it gets confusing when you're, when you're out there, maybe you're on the backside of a public piece and there's no, maybe there's no fences or the, the signs have been knocked down or whatever. Sometimes there's no way of knowing, you know, in, in a physical sense, looking around, sometimes there's no way of knowing that you're crossing a, a property boundary. So there's been many times when, when I've been on, you know, deep, deep into the grass or in the woods back somewhere. And I'm like, okay, am I still on this piece? I'll pull up uh, on yeah. X and, and check it out. And the reason, the reason we're talking so much about on X, of course, Ben, is because that's your new gig, man. That's why you're back. That is what, what moved me back to Minnesota. So um, I'm super fired up about being with the company and then really fired up about being able to be back in Minnesota where I, uh, where I was born and raised. So, and you, you took a little detour. You're down in Mississippi. Is that right? Yeah, I moved about as far from about as far north as you can get to about as far south as you can get. Uh, I took a job down there about, it would have been five years ago, uh, with Primos hunting. So we did, we had Primos hunting, gold tip, uh, arrows, bee stinger, and then Bushnell trail cameras. So um, I produced the television show down there and then was a brand manager for those brands as well. So. Uh, great, great experience. A lot of cool stuff. Got to see a lot of interesting things that, you know, you'd normally never get to see or do. And, uh, but at the end of the day, there's no place like home. So um, I'm, and I'm glad I moved this time here because then we can roll right into fall and get a little bit of summer, do a little fishing, a little hunting, and then, uh, then the dark times come. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, and I've, I've heard those are great people down there that you were working with too, but I don't know how you could handle summers in Mississippi or being down South in the summertime. I, I wouldn't be able to do it. Yeah. The, the people would say the same thing. It's like, I don't know how you guys can live with the winter you have out there, but it, you know, it's just like anything. Um, you just kind of get used to it. And then coming up here, it's, I'm wearing a, I'm wearing a sweater. It's like cold right now. <laughs> But yeah, hundred percent humidity never feels good ever. No, it's like eighty degrees out there. What do you do? <laughs> how, do you, how can you wear that right now? I'm sitting here in a t-shirt, sweating uh, at at the moment. Uh, but Ben, you and I go back a long ways. Um, 
gosh, 20, 2011, 2012, somewhere in there. Yeah, yeah, it had to have been somewhere around there. With uh, we're, You were working at Minnesota Sporting Journal with uh, with Matt Soberg when I came on board, and and um, we, we had a lot of fun with that magazine. Yeah, it was it was a blast. And then I, I, if I remember correctly, right when when you started, we started the the radio show. I mm-hmm. think what we were doing it in, in Fargo. What was the uh, station we were doing it on there? Yeah, WDAY. Yep, we'd go yep. in there. So that was yeah, we go. Time. Yeah, we'd have to meet up at the radio stage before the for the the home studio situation and before the zooming and all of that stuff. We we actually went into the radio station in Fargo there down down in the basement at WDAY uh, and uh, and recorded the show there. Those first, I'm trying to remember how long we did that for and who some of those first guests were. Um, but I, that, that was kind of the beginning. Yeah, that was 2000, 2012. I remember, and I, Matt Solberg and I kind of talked about this story a little bit too, uh, not too long ago here on the show, but I remember the three of us sitting around a game fair talking about, uh, different things and, and what we could do. And I said, well, I, I mean, I got a radio background. We could maybe, we could maybe do some kind of radio show or whatever. And, uh, here we are eight years later and 400, yeah. 400 some show. I think it's, I think this is 400 and. Show 412 now or something, Ben. Wow. That, that is a good run and still going, too. That's fantastic. Um, yeah, it was pretty cool. I remember you came on. It's like, well, I'm a hammer, and when you're a hammer, everything looks like a nail, so let's do radio. <laughs> I mean, why not, right? <laughs> yeah, it's been great. And then it was awesome, you know, with the kind of advent of podcasts getting popular. It was, like, just perfect, so... Yeah, and I, unfortunately, I wish that magazine was was still around uh, for us. But in the meantime, we've been able to do quite a bit with uh, with the website, and now this radio show on thirty stations, and then now branching off and doing a couple of these new podcasts, the Finding Fern Feathers and the Finding Fins, and and then having on X, you know, as part of all of them. You know, I I, I couldn't be happier about uh, about that. So uh, we're re- we're really fired up about it as well. So I want to talk about. On X a little bit because uh, I was on the website checking some things out and I've noticed uh, this On X off road. Yeah, tell us tell us what the off road is. So off road is you know same company On X off road. It's a, a different division. So I'm solely focused on hunt. We have a whole team that's solely focused on off road. But you know that that's for you four wheelers. Anyone that's out riding UTVs just want to go trail ride. Um, I can't remember how many miles and miles of trails we have marked, but um, that's, you can, you know, clip it right onto your dash there and, and know where you're going, have directions and, and people are able to, you know, upload tracks and whatnot. And, and it's doing really, really well considering it just launched not too long ago. So, um, but, but bread or our bread and butter is still, still hunt. That's where we have the most users and that where that's where, um, you know, our core lies at. So, Talk about, I know you just started there, but talk about how Onyx, the hunt, Onyx hunt has evolved over the years. When, when did it start and where it's come from since then? Yep. So our founder, I think it was about 10 years ago. He, he kind of just was like, man, I, I, I need to figure out where I am. And these paper maps are, you know, they're changing all the time. And I have to go to these, you know, little podunk, uh, either post offices or, or county tax assessor's office to get these maps. So it's like, man, I'm going to try to compile some of this GIS data and all this parcel information. And, and it started off with chips for, you know, your Garmin GPS. And then 
uh, that evolved and, it, and we kept expanding. It started in Montana. So uh, the main office is out of Missoula and it just started expanding from there. And, and finally, you know, five, I can't remember how many years back, seven, something like that, that, that they launched the app. And, you know, people told them they were crazy. Like nobody wants an app on their phone to do this. Like you have the chip that you put in the GPS. Like this is the end all be all for land ownership data. And what do you know now? It's like, <laughs> you know, not many people are buying the chips anymore. So, no, you know, but, and I, I remember that. And it was kind of a short window because I remember all these different companies were starting to put out chips for your GPS. And I had, I was trying to get a GPS that I could use in my car. And then also when I could, I could, I could walk around with it in my hand, which it was almost better off getting two different ones, but trying to get the chips. Then all of a sudden it's like one day I was just like, nope, just grab your phone. That's all you need yeah. to do is grab your phone. You always have your phone on you. So, um, but if, if, if somebody's not familiar with Onyx, you know what it is, it's, a, it's an app on your phone that will give you private lands. It, it, like we talked about, it'll have all the boundaries, the names of the people. Same thing with public land. Um, you know, you can state forest, national forest, all the public land, and even like walk-in areas like private lands open to sportsmen. You know, in Minnesota, we have walk-ins. North Dakota has plots. Um, almost every state has their own own um, private land access program, and then it, it it doesn't end there. It's it's we've got a tons of different layers. So you know if you go west or you're a grouse hunter, we have timber cuts, wildfires, um, all these different cool layers. Uh, even even the prairie dog. We have a prairie dog layer that I was looking at, and it, and it actually made me want to go prairie dog hunt because I had never done it a whole lot. But I clicked the layer on and I start looking. And then they'll show you little prairie dog icons where these, these, you know, colonies of prairie dogs are. And I zoom in on the map. And I was like, sure enough, you can see all the little holes everywhere. So it's like, dang, this is pretty cool. <laughs> so yeah, it's more than just, just a land ownership map. Um, it's, it's, it's a kind of a program to help you hunt. So you can put waypoints down, you can label, organize all your waypoints, you can track yourself. So there's just so many, so many features that, it's great for. I've noticed even just playing around on the map. When I click on somewhere, it tells me what, uh, what deer hunting unit I'm in. I mean, exactly. Yeah. We've got all our, our game management units or zones for deer and, and then you click on it and you can go to your, you know, the DNR website and see all the information for that zone. And same thing with like, um, you know, block management out in, in Montana, you can click on that and it brings up the one pager about all the information. So just a ton of great content outside of what you think of just for private and public land ownership. So I almost didn't want to do this interview, Ben, and I'll tell you why. And pe <laughs> people always ask me for tips for waterfowl hunting or for pheasant hunting. And the, the number one answer I always give them is scout. You got to put your time and you got to go find out where the birds are if you want to have a good hunt. But my secret is that I use the OnX app all the time. And I don't want to tell people that. But, but you know, it's like they're going to know my secret. And that's being able to pull up the map and figure out where some of these properties are and also finding out who these landowners are. So literally, when somebody asks me, you know, how can I be a better bird hunter? Get this app because that's literally what I, that's the first thing I do. I mean, the, you got to put miles on, you got to go out there and look, but you got to look for the property to go look at 
And that, that's the first thing I do is open up the, if, if I don't know of a place, it's the first thing I do is open up that app and look for a spot to go to. Yeah, exactly. And, and it's nice uh, with, uh, you can access it on your phone and then on the computer. So um, I'll sit and literally I've got a kind of a system for like finding a pheasant spot and all the, all the pheasant areas that I want to go hunt, I mark in yellow. And then the ones mm-hmm. I've been to, I, I look at, I mark them in blue. And so my, my map just looks like yellow chicken pox all across <laughs> Minnesota. It's like, hmm, this isn't really narrowing it down, but um, you know, otherwise each state has their own little, you know, like Minnesota is a recreation compass, but you now this is, you're able to see everything and, and pick it apart in your home versus driving around on, on the road and be like, Oh, there's a spot. Oh, there's a spot I could go to. And it, so I pre-plan all my routes when I'm going hunting and, yeah, just a completely invaluable tool. Yeah, dig into it a little bit deeper, uh, how somebody can use this as far as when you discuss, you know, marking something in yellow and, uh, you know, changing some colors and marking some areas. How could a person use this uh, for scouting before you even leave the house? So we can go and I can share my screen. It might be hard if you're listening to on the radio, but I'll share my screen and uh we can kind of walk through it a little bit and show you how you would do it. And I'll do my best to try to explain through it. So here is the Onyx web app here. And right now, um, you know, we're looking at, we'll just say Western Minnesota, just south of you there, Brett. Um, and we have all these map layers, like I talked about. So it's anything, you know, here is just some of the general ones. We have radar, we have wildfires, you know, section. You can turn on PLSS data. But let's go and look at, um, actually, I have Minnesota on already. So in Minnesota, we you can turn on and off your private lands, government lands, hunt areas like we talked about. You can see it toggle on and off with the different uh, game management or hunt areas. And then possible access, which is a great one to have on. Not a lot of people think about. Um, it gives you a lot of uh, land and then walk-in access. But let's so back up one second, action. though, Ben. What is, uh, what is possible access? So possible access, for example, is if you let's, – let's go look up in, in northern Minnesota, um, you know, kind of in, in some gross country. Um, that will give you a lot of – like, for example, like bland and paper land. Um, that is private land, but you can hunt it. So you can see right here – um, that shows up as possible access land. So just stuff that wouldn't show up. It shows up as private. It doesn't show up as walking areas, but you still can hunt it. Interesting. So that it, it just, and there's tons of little spots like that all across the nation that, you know, when you flip on it, it's like, oh, I can actually hunt that. So, and probably a lot of the guys up in Northern Minnesota probably won't like that, but <laughs> yeah, what do you do? <laughs> Yeah. So, so, yeah. That, so, and then, uh, yeah, that walk-in access, that one actually came in real handy. I love hunting walk-in access pieces, uh, just because in Minnesota, it seems like a lot of people haven't either. They don't want to pay the $4 or whatever it is, which you should just pay. Even if you're not going to hunt walk-in lands, you should pay that four bucks cause it's $4 and it's helping us have more habitat out there. But, uh, it seems to me like it doesn't always get walked say for, for pheasants as often as some of the other properties, just because maybe people just don't know what walk-in is yet, or they haven't bought the validation, whatever it is. But I use that all the time. And I use that, uh, because that land can change every year too. 
So it's kind of nice to be able to look at a map and see where some of those properties are. And I've used that layer on Onyx many times. Yeah, I mean, it's like you said, it, it's just oftentimes it's so underutilized and mm -hmm. it's the, a lot of the cover it's like is completely different. Like when would you ever see, uh, well, this is say a harvested field here. When would you ever see this in, in, in public lands? Like there's rarely a field. So it's like, all right, I'm going to go pheasant hunt this whole drain right here. Or, you know, when it's harvested we can go out there and goose hunt it or duck hunt it. So, right. uh, just, just a great program. And, and, you know, $4, that's what you said it was, Brett. <laughs> I think that's all it is. Yeah. Like, come on guys. Yeah. That's like five shells. Right. <laughs> and that's, that's giving us thousands of acres of, of essentially public land that we can hunt. So just an absolute no brainer. So, and the more people use it, I think the more money that will come in, the, the more opportunities to, for, for more land to become available, to be a part of that program and just to give us more opportunities for hunting out there. So I think it's a, it's, you know, plots in North Dakota obviously is a lot more well-established and there's some walking in South Dakota too. And I, I think some of the, the walk-in programs in Minnesota, the walk-in access program in Minnesota isn't as well known or utilized, but it's a good one out there. And I'd like to see, uh, I'd like to see more money go into it, but just, just don't, hunt it when i'm headed out there to hunt it that's no no just just pay the money and just let, let us do all the heavy lifting. that's right so let's look pull up uh this is obviously uh, all across the united states right on x is uh yep. and, and is this in uh the entire 50 states or just contiguous or does it go up into yep. uh, alaska as well yep it also goes into alaska so could you pull up like um say montana for a guy that wants to elk hunt, could you maybe yeah. see what it looks like uh, for somebody walking through the mountains, what, what their map's going to look like there? So we go into, let's just go up to Western Montana here, you know, Little Belt Mountains. You can see, all right, I'm going to click on this. This is all, uh, you know, national forest land. You can see that right here. Um, and like I say, these, a lot of these times, these land boundaries are pretty arbitrary. Like how how do you even know right here that there would be a fence? I mean, it's seemingly just, just you walk one step that way and you're on private land. So, um, and it's, uh, yeah, it's just, just so helpful for that. And then as well, you've got your, you know, your topographic maps and, um, another cool mm -hmm. feature that hasn't launched yet, but I'll tease it is we're, uh, we're close to 3d as well. So that'll be, Cool. Uh, a great feature, especially for the Western hunter. So pull up, uh, I want to see one of those prairie, prairie dog oh, yeah. markings of prairie dog colonies. Yeah, that's pretty fun. I was geeking out on that. And I, like I say, I don't even hunt prairie dogs. <laughs> I like, you know, even for fishing, I was able to, uh, I was able to pull up like boat accesses at different lakes and, and oh, <laughs> there they yeah. are. Look at that. So, so, you know, these are general, but as you get in there, like, let's look, all right, here's uh, up on some tribal land in South Dakota awesome. or something. All right. <laughs> look at that. You can see all the prairie dog, Holy you smokes. know, all the little holes. So it's oh. like, dang, if you're a prairie dog hunter, even if you're just out there hunting pheasants and you want to go burn some brass, like, look at that. All these prairie dog colonies. <laughs> And it kind of shows you the hot spots, you know, where there's more, where there's less, whatnot. So it's really interesting. That's awesome. That's, it's just fun. I, like I say, I just, just 
kind of mess around and find all these prairie dog spots close to my pheasant <laughs> spots. But, sure. uh, you know, another cool area, especially if you're a big game hunter, uh, is this roadless area. So the, the cool thing is, all right, I want to get back away from everyone, away from all the roads. You flip on this roadless area, and it'll give you kind of a, you know, a, a black, and then these the white areas with purple, those are kind of the areas that there are, are no roads in. So it'd be like, okay. Interesting. I should look at that to go, to go deer hunt or hunt big game anywhere. So like here, you got to hike in a long ways to get to that spot. So that's super helpful. Pheasant hunting, deer hunting, um, just, just to know, all right, I'm, I can get back here and, and not have the people that are going to put in the, the time to get back there. So that's crazy. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's just been, like I say, I just messed around on the app. Like, all right, let's look at, you look at the Eastern half of the United States and there's maybe some New York and then down in the Everglades, but oh, gosh. it's interesting to see that. I'm so glad I don't live in the Eastern part of the United States. No, no, no offense to anyone watching this, that, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm glad I don't live there. Uh, what, yeah. I was looking at the, those map layers on there too. And you had like a Rocky mountain elf foundation and a, um, a national wild Turkey Federation layer. It looked like, um, yep. what, what QDMA. are the QDMA. Oh, QDMA, um, as well as, um, uh, CWD layer. So you can see where, you know, where CWD is hot right now. So, Interesting. Um, yeah. What, yeah. What, what, records. Yeah. What are those that NWTF and the Rocky Mountain Elk, what do those layers do? Let me just turn off this. So this you're able to see, to see, you know, records like, all right, this so-and-so big a bird was shot out of this area oh, or really uh, So seven. All right. So records, so big birds, there were, you know, seven total records out of blue earth County, Minnesota. Um, so it'll give you, let's just let my map load here. So, you know, if you look out, all right, Wisconsin, set, uh, 73 total records out of, out of, uh, this County, Richland County, Wisconsin. So just, just interesting stuff like that. When you're planning a trip, you know, if you, you can kind of get a gist of, of where, where the good Turkey counties are. And or where people register their turkey. Sh- <laughs> sure. And for the elk one, is it, is it actually giving you an air, some areas where some big elk have been taken? Let me go to hunt here. So this will show um, different, different properties. Um, so let's click on here. So it'll give you... Um, information as well as like uh so for example rmef has bought this property and opened it up to uh, public land use so uh, one of their big projects is to help access landlocked pieces so if they can buy a a piece of land that that'll allow you to access an area so you know for example it'd be pretty hard to get up into this area right here um or, or other areas like that so they're they're that's one of their missions so um pretty interesting and then i was looking at that those layers again and i saw you mentioned wildfires earlier so that's historic wildfire so that'll show you where there's been some some recent fires some recent burns so 
like I say, uh, maybe if you're up in the boundary waters or out west, this will this will help a lot more. But um, so I haven't played with a lot, but like here's an example out in out in Montana, just uh, right here. You can see all right the name of this bridge coulee. It was two hundred and seventy thousand acres. Wow. Um, and it started in July 29th of 2017. Hmm. Yeah. So just just really interesting things like that. And I'm I'm curious to see um, in the boundary waters here. I don't know if they have any up in the boundary waters, but yep, I'm right there. Oh sure. Ninety-two thousand acres. So well, just lots of stuff to explore. Sure. Huh. So this and uh so this is this could be a helpful tool for people so you do have the boundary waters on here right so if somebody's up paddling around and, yeah. and camping they can kind of keep an eye on where they're at yeah and you can like you can go and plan routes let me shut some of these off so we can kind of see the map a little bit better um but yeah you can go and like plan your whole route and actually in minnesota this area is used probably uh, for usage, people are figuring out that they can do this mm. and they, they can use it. And I'll go into some cool things, but, you know, first of all, say I wanted, I don't know, I want to go fish bass back in this lake or I'm, I'm canoeing from, let's just say from Isabel here. Um, I can go into my map tools and I can say, all right, I'm going to canoe here, here, here. Oh, look at that. And wow. make a track. So I do this a lot with pheasant hunting. But, and then it'd be like, all right, we're going to try to, you know, get back here in camp so you can make this whole path all the way back. That's awesome. Yeah. And say, all right, if I want to go from that campsite to that campsite, that is, um, you know, it's going to take, it's, it's this long of a line. So I'll save that and click on it. And that's two miles. It's a two mile paddle to get back in there. But and I'll you can play your whole route. And it also gives you the distances between some of those points, like where you must have been where you clicked or. Uh... Yep, exactly. Wow. So it's super interesting. And, and you know, I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there thinking like, all right, well, that's great. We don't have cell service back there. So right. what does it matter? So the cool thing is, is you can save all these maps for offline use. So you go into your app and you can click offline maps and it'll give you a square where you can save it and make sure all your markups, you know, all your, all your waypoints and your tracks and whatever layers you want are on. And then you can save uh, different, different increments and different resolutions. So I could go and save the whole boundary waters. And while I'm out there using it, I always know where I am. I can follow my tracks, follow my campsite. So you know, you don't need paper maps anymore. It's it's just a complete interactive, um, interactive uh, app. So just bring a solar charger with you. Exactly. Yeah. It's I can't help you if you run out of batteries. <laughs> well, I noticed you, you you've all the campsites are marked in there too. Exactly. Yep. All the campsites are are on there as well. So, um, yeah, it's boat landings, campsites, all those point of access areas we call it. So. Like I said, you could you could plan your whole route, and you know we were thinking. I was thinking about going up there this uh, this summer at the end to try to do a little fishing. It's like this would be a no brainer, like because 
I mean, all that stuff looks the same. If you've ever been up to the Boundary Waters or Lake of the Woods, it's, you know, you can get turnaround so fast. So you that would just be a no-brainer. You don't know how many arguments I've gotten with people in the in a canoe, pulled up on shore <laughs> somewhere you know, with, us, with a big paper map folded out going, well, I'm pretty sure that this island is that island and this island is that island. And they're saying, no, that island is this island. And... <laughs> yeah, don't don't forget that you didn't spring for the more expensive map, and so your map is also wet. Yeah, <laughs> every time. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, so what's funny? You go back to the days of like uh, even like on GPSs on boats, and I remember leaving breadcrumb trails of waypoint <laughs> to get back to places in in northern Minnesota where it's like, oh, I hope I don't hit a rock here. So. It's amazing how far technology has come. And when you've been playing around in uh, the Onyx uh, app or on the computer there, what, is there is, what are some of the other interesting things you've found or has there been something that you've looked at and gone, wow, I can't believe you can do that on here? Mm-hmm. Well, we'll go back here. We'll take a, we'll take a look. Um, you know, the, the biggest, probably the biggest way I use it is, what kind of we talked about a little bit before is just those walk-in properties and not all of them are made the same. So like if I'm going, you know, I, I love, I love pheasant hunting. So let's go out here and, and, and I'll go and find, you know, all right, not all of these walk-in areas or public lands are created the same. So if I'm going out for pheasants, I can go and see, all right, you know, there's some sloughs out here. So there's some diversity as well as bordered by ag fields. And that's like the number one thing for me when I'm looking is, I want a, a piece of property that's got, you know, whether it's corn or soybean, something like that surrounded. So yeah, before I would would have to go into the recreation compass and then go back to like a Google Earth to get better imagery and, and better functionality. And now I can just do it all, all within the app. So that's one thing that I absolutely love about it. I like, well, I always look that? for those little depressions in the ground there too. And you can tell where there's some wet spots. Uh, yeah. For depending on what you're what you're doing out there, sometimes you want to go for those wet spots. Sometimes you want to avoid them. But uh, <laughs> I like yeah. being able to so check the other, them out. Other, other cool thing is, you know, we've got all this information. So, like, well, we just zipped up to Montana here um, along the Yellowstone River, and you know, I can click on my 2020 regulations. It'll pop up regulations. I can click up, you know, um, all wow. these different all these different Hunt Central is a great planning tool you can use um, as well as if there's some special regulations on uh, some of these managed, like a lot of these ones in Montana, you know, you, they're, they're for the spring. So you can only turkey hunt on them. So it gives you all this information right here at the click of your, you know, at the click of a mouse versus having to toggle back and forth and find, you know, different regulations and whatnot. So now there's different levels of membership with OnX. Does, uh, and I know it generally it's, if somebody just doesn't maybe say they don't leave Minnesota, you can just get Minnesota or you can just get one state or you can get the entire country. Do all those layers come with say just the basic one state plan? Yep. So we have, we have the elite membership, which is nationwide and that's uh, $99 and, and that'll give you the whole country. And then, like you said, if, if I'm a diehard Minnesota, Wisconsin hunter, the premium is $29, only $29 for all of that information. So you yeah. get the same with elite and premium just, just for one state. So you can see all those layers um, for $29. Like I say, it's 
it's it's a no-brainer it's a no-brainer so. for sure i mean you think about it some people pay that for you know 12 bottles of beer exactly <laughs> you know yeah so to have all that information uh for the entire state or, or for the entire country it's a it's a heck of a deal really when you think about yeah. it yeah and if you were to buy a plat book i mean you're going to spend that on on one county a lot of times too um you know 25 bucks or whatever it is so to be able to get the whole state for 30 is it's a pretty good deal and the nice thing is, is it's not, you know, we update just depending on the area, we update them quite frequently. Um, so if, if you buy and sell a piece of property, then, you know, that's going to show up where that plat book two, three years down the line, it could be completely different. So, um, and then another nice thing too, if, if you're looking to buy the app and uh, we do, you know, we've got, um, we're partners with a lot of the conservation organizations too. So if you join, you know, you can sign up. We've got membership codes for Pheasants Forever, for RMEF, QDMA, NWTF. So if you want to support those organizations as well, um, uh, if you go look at our, our social media, we just put a, put a post out for all of them, trying to help them out with all this COVID stuff going on, and they're struggling. So yeah. you get 20% off just like that. Well, I think I think last year, the year before, RGS had a deal. If you if you signed up for a membership with Rough Grouse Society, you got a free year membership for uh, you know for a state. So I did that. It worked out great yeah. for me. Exactly. So um, we you know we give them a percentage of the you know twenty percent of it, and then you get twenty percent off as well. So you're supporting them. And then also getting a great deal as well. So I'm going to go to Montana this fall with my Onyx app. And if I don't shoot a big bull elk, can I get, do I get my money back or? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep. You just, uh, just, uh, hold, what, if you want to give them the helpline, put the number, Brad, you give them their number and they can call you with any complaints. That's funny. Uh, all right. Well, why don't you give us uh, the details? Where can people download this? Where can they find out more information about Onyx? And w w is there anything else you want people to know about it? Um, so you can, you know, you can get this on any platform. You can get it on iOS. You can get it on Android. If you use your tablet a lot, you can get it on there. Um, also, like we were doing today, on the computer. So you can go and download it on your phone and then sign up for membership. You get a seven-day free trial to, to kick things off and see if you like it or not. Um, so you can also on the computer, if you go to onxmaps.com or search it in the app store as well, that's where you can find it. So um, it, like, like we talked about, just a fantastic tool for the hunter. And you said it, I've said it. Uh, it's when I talk to anyone that hunts a lot, they're like, I, I don't know how I did it without it. It's, so it's just a complete game changer. It's been my secret that I didn't want to tell anybody about. <laughs> so dang it. But uh, no, yeah. it's, it's uh, very invaluable and, and um, uh, I use it all the time. And I know coming up in the future here on the show, we're going to be doing some weekly, uh, weekly tips and highlighting some different things as the seasons go on. So maybe we'll talk about, maybe say during pheasant season, we'll talk about uh, how you can use Onyx uh, for your next pheasant hunt and things like that. So looking forward to ha uh, being a part of, you know, having a partnership with Onyx, Ben, uh, thank, thanks again for, for, uh, for coming and joining us and, and, and this whole relationship. And mm -hmm. uh, thanks for being on the show today. Yeah, I appreciate it. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And I know, you know, when we were talking, I said, do you use the app? And you just, when anyone, anyone sends me a, you know, a screenshot of their map, it's like, oh yeah, he uses it for sure. <laughs> so um, we're happy to, happy to be on board. And um, 
looking forward to the future. So thank you for having me on. This has been the Finding Fur and Feathers Hunting Podcast, part of the Sporting Journal Radio family. Subscribe wherever you get podcasts or visit us at findingfurandfeathers.com. Devil's Lake is legendary, and this summer has been legendary for walleyes. Don't miss out. Call Haybell Heights Campground and Resort today to book one of their modern cabins on East Bay. The cabins are furnished with a full bathroom, kitchen, and all the amenities like high-speed internet and are clean following CDC guidelines. Staying at Haybell Heights gives you full access to a private boat launch, fish cleaning station, and beach area. Learn more at haybellheights.com. That's haybellheights.com. Plan your trip to legendary Devil's Lake today. As we all navigate through the tough times of 2020, finding new ways to enjoy summer has become a way of life. If you're searching for the perfect getaway this summer, look no further than the walleye capital of the world, Lake of the Woods. Fish the Rainy River, Big Traverse Bay, and don't forget you can still experience the uniqueness of the Northwest Angle. For your best chance to catch big fish, go where the big fish are, Lake of the Woods. Plan your trip at lakeofthewoodsmn.com. If Trophy Lake Trout and Monster Northern Pike are on your list this summer, book a trip to Tazan Lake Lodge in northwestern Saskatchewan. Everything from numbers to big fish. See pictures, videos, and more at tazanlake.com. This is quite the fishery. Our five-star chef will feed you well after a day of chasing giants on Tazan Lake. Dream come true. Get rates, dates, and more of what you can expect. It could be the best fish you've ever had in your life. At tazanlake.com. That's tazanlake.com. Tazan Lake Lodge is a proud partner of Tourism Saskatchewan. Hunt, fish, conserve, repeat. That's the mission here at Sporting Journal Radio, and if you love the outdoors as much as we do, show it off with new wildlife-themed gear from the Sporting Journal Radio store. From hoodies to hats, coffee mugs, wildlife prints, and you can even make your phone stand out with a new case sporting some high-quality wildlife photography. Go to SportingJournalRadio.com and click on Store. We have a huge selection of gear with new items being added every week. Powered by Shopify, which is trusted by over 1 million businesses and offering a variety of ways to pay, including PayPal. Shop now at SportingJournalRadio.com.